The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Here I am, hopefully not echoing, but let me know if I am. Chat hello to the damn Brainiacs in the chat. Like the Zoobs pointed out so graciously, so eloquently, twofold, some are even saying. Uh, It is difficult to be back separated once more. We had so much fun doing this in this very closet last week in person. But we, even far apart, our hearts connected. Sword and shield, two wrestling brains become one hello to the brainiacs in the chat zoobs are you are you g to g i think so i think I'm, i might be only a left channel right now but uh but uh you know it's a brand new microphone we'll, we'll figure it out uh great on thank you so much good friend jake i appreciate that yeah um, let's plug that more later on in the show and maybe even talk about going on block party in the post show because i've got some questions having sure. uh, been a guest <laughs> on there before and i i want to we'll talk about that your vancouver trip will sort of break that down in tonight's post show show before we do that we'll of course get to your calls on tonight's episode of AEW dynamite we'll hear what you the brainiacs have to say about tonight's episode of the show in four minutes you will make your points but before even that we will talk to a man who was in arthur ash stadium for all the tapings from elevation to dynamite and finally to rampage last week matt rainis will be joining us to giving us the live off the floor takes but zoobs to me it's pretty exciting. this is where the show sort of starts and ends in some people's minds. If you're listening to the podcast and you're right, I do appreciate those people less. You don't get everything else I just sold. So without further ado, you, the Brainiacs in the chat, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best, what was tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite to you? And Zoobs, maybe I'll go to you. I I, I don't think it was the episode of episodes, but I think there was some stuff to like here. What, what say you, Zoobs? One to seven. Yeah, I I I think I can I come in feeling like five and a half is sort of where my heart was when I was thinking about it before we came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of was like I feel like I can be swayed either direction between a five and a six. People are mostly seal, starts out with sixes. There's some fives, uh, a couple five point fives. Um, Scoots brought with a one due to the Miro loss. A six from Jay's retro. So it seems like people uh, again it, a five out of seven is a is a perfectly cromulent show and a, and a nice use of your evening i feel so I, I feel that way as i usually do i think this is akin to uh, a feeling we felt before when the show obviously has some super fireworks last week it was like mm-hmm. unbelievable like a bomb went off uh it can't be that every week and there's going to be other stuff but i thought for a not marquee week we even you think we even put in the tweet this week that it was like um not the most big fight feeling sort of dynamite um i think they made a point of moving things and adding things and, and, and putting things together. And there's things to talk about, which is all you can really ask, ask for, you know? It is all you can really ask for. And yet, Zoobs, this might be the first time 
in the history of the program A Double Dudes. I feel like I am a lower score than the chat. You're, how low? Are, how low are you going here? I think I'm in the four range. That's low. That might be the lowest I've. I mean, how many times have you scored lower than four? Would you think in the last? Maybe some in the empty arena era, but uh, you know when it was just God bless the best friends, but they were just you know the only sure. thing. But but besides that, yeah, I don't know. I thought some misses on tonight show, some real hits. Maybe a four and a half would be more accurate to my feelings. So I definitely didn't think this was a bad episode of TV. Enjoyed watching my two hours, all those things. Just some choices made that uh, didn't exactly make uh, help my enjoyment of the program. But we can get into that more as we break down the show, bottom to top, which is what we do. Here on the AE Double Dudes, every single week, Zooms. You know that. I do, and I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to talk to you about this show because I feel like uh, I was really interested to see where you were going to feel on this because I felt myself, as I said, five point five could have been a six, could have been a could have been a five. I felt myself mm-hmm. sort of wishy washy on it, and I was wondering. I felt like you were either going to come in with like a four or a six, like you were going to be quite fond of it or sort of like I was going to hammer so it somewhat. Yeah. One way or the other. So I'm excited you, to hear that. The Zooms could read me like a book. This yeah. guy knows his co-host. I know your uh, flavors, you know? How bad could a show be when the worst performance on it was Brian Danielson? Yeah, but what about when Brian Danielson, like, has, <laughs> like, a career low performance? <laughs> yeah, though. I get, man, you're not wrong. That was uh, maybe the worst he's looked in. Man, when's the last time he's looked worse than that? Legitimately, when's the last time he's been in the ring and looked worse than that? No, no ball. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's funny. So you got to hire out a little more, a little more New York out of Brian Daniels said maybe, but we'll get into that later on in the, the fans, show. Scoots Brodo saying. seem to like saying no balls. Listen, but we also get a dream match. You get, I mean, geez, Brian Danielson against Nick Jackson. That's, that is taken d- directly out of the M folder. My shit right there. That's going to be. I'm excited. <laughs> Once again, Rampage is the match I want. File under Z for Zoobs. Uh, Scoots Brodo <laughs> saying, follow Scoots Brodo on Twitter, twitter.com slash Scoots Brodo. I endorse that message. Yeah. Uh, Chain Wallet owners with me. I'm with you, Josh. Great bookends. Middle was not good. Worst crowd since they've returned. Yeah, disastrous cloud tonight. Can hey. we not do the what chat? Can we not bring that over from New York? It seems like he doesn't want it to, to happen. So I would agree that you should go along with. That not happening. Uh, Jason asking, did Danielson accidentally read from babyface Chris Jericho's notes? (laughs) Yeah, we will get to that, of course. Let's do it. Dynamite's horrible song plays us in to start the show. Uh, And we open with Brody Lee chants. Brody, Brody, Brody. Zoobs, this, that gets me in the stomach. That gets me in the throat. I never want to claim to be that I was Brody Lee's biggest fan. I was, you know, but, but gosh, they've done what a great job they've done memorializing this guy and making it feel big and just being in his hometown of Rochester. Everybody knows the deal. You know, they don't cheese it up. It doesn't feel exploitive. What's the word? Sorry. Exploitative. How do you say it? Yeah. I think you did. Exploitative. Yeah. Explain exploitative. That sounds right to me. I'm not smart. What the hell do I know? I, I'm raised by two ESL people. If nobody, I get a couple nobody, listen, wrong, nobody listen to this is is gonna know exploitative. I think that's safe. That, that, <laughs> that, that <absolutely laughs> I, think, I think we're in safe company that no one here is you know? uh, how do you interrupt Brody Lee chance? You know, it's like, oh, that's a tough spot. Well, luckily you have CM Punk on your roster. <laughs> the crowd comes even more alive for cult of personality. <laughs> uh, as the punk man comes out just to walk to the commentary booth, he's in full on baby face mode here, running the hands of the children. The crowd's loving him. He's come on louder. He's calling for them. Uh, we're going to talk a bunch about CM Punk on commentary tonight. Cause frankly, I thought he was outstanding. 
Uh, I know I'm the biggest CM Punk homer on earth, and it'll probably seem like an overfocus on commentary relative to how much we normally talk about commentary, but I can't help that I'm one half of the show. <laughs> yeah, listen, it, uh, to blanket statement my half of it then, uh, he knows what's going on in every storyline. Uh, he's able to like really give broad sort of paintings about each matchup. Um, that sort of explain like very early in the uh, main event, he was like, he's going to have to stick and move against a big guy. It's like very, he loves very, that stuff. It's very simple, but it's like it just allows you to to filter things through that. And for people that maybe uh, I don't use the word casual fans, but like it just helps people enjoy the product. And that's what commentary does uh, for live events. That's what it's supposed to be doing. You know, so it helps me enjoy yeah. the product too. Like, Absolutely. I think. He's not exactly as a commentator who I remembered him as, or even who you think he'd be. Like his his commentator abilities aren't that similar to his promo abilities. He doesn't feel off the cuff and loose. In fact, his weaker moments, he feels like he's like trying to get a line in that he thought of earlier. But when he is just letting his MMA commentator roots fly and calling the action and and talking about moves and the basic stories of what each guy's trying to do, mm-hmm. the styles clash, if you like. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, and it's a great way to uh, sort of keep your focus on the show because you you never really know when a ta- Team Taz thing could break out. You don't really know if if he's going to get involved. It's sort of an easy way to sort of keep attention and keep focus and sort of have a yeah. running undercurrent to the show that they didn't even talk about, go to, or pay off at, at any point tonight. I agree, and he sort of made point of that too at the beginning to be like, I'm not in a plexiglass case, but uh, no one's getting me tonight. Funny stuff. Fruits Rattable saying, Josh is two-thirds of the show tonight since he's in stereo and Zoom's mono. <laughs> but it's funny, I'm also only one-third of the show in hype when you combine us. So it's yeah. uh, in only in – not the first or last time I'm two-thirds of the volume. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> People – you know what's funny? Um, there was obviously a photo of us, the New Kings of Wrestling, uh, taken together last week. Yes. And, uh, you know, people were, people were joking because, you know – a six foot nine, six foot ten guy like me, you expect me to tower over everybody that I was hanging out with. Well, that was the joke, though. We didn't include the milk crate. Well, no, we, we didn't say anything about how tall you are, right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, <laughs> we I never, nine as well. We never said you weren't. You know what I mean? People, that's the part people didn't really uh, glom onto. So, just a couple tall guys hanging out. I've had a couple people who have met me and don't know, like they just know me from Twitter, and they all remark that I'm like a bigger person than they were expecting. I don't know what it is about my online presence that makes people think I'm 5'4". I'm across like a thin guy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, come on. These, they don't, they're, they're not ready for these, you know. They, they, uh, uh, Zeus, was I, was I how you were expecting proportionally? Yeah. Because you were, you were taller yet than I even remember. I was like, the Zeus is a big guy. <laughs> well, we're about the same size, I, I would say. Yeah, but I, I know my height. I right. know me. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, Yeah. Here we go. I, I I was not that take, not not that shocked. I was it was warm. It was so I was just filled with such warmth to see you. Oh, and, me uh, too. You know, looked perfect to me. Adam Cole is out. Uh, Zoops commentary points this out, and all I can say is this is more about the iTunes metal charts than it does about Adam Cole's entrance music, which is apparently the number one song on the iTunes metal chart. Now <laughs> I don't claim to be a metal expert. I don't even listen to that genre really. Is this a metal song, Adam Cole's entrance theme? I, I don't know that I would describe it as metal. Would you? Would the chat? Is this a metal song? Listen, I don't know enough about music. Uh, I don't know enough about music to give you that answer. You know what I mean? 
So it doesn't, it's not offensive to you when you hear. Do you think if you were a metal band and you, you were tuned in tonight, maybe even Butcher's on the show, he's looking, he goes, that that's the number one metal song? It's a boom. Well, you know, people. First of all, I think it, I think it's people at the at the gym, right? They're just going to the gym. They're they're posing in the mirror and doing the thumb, right? That's what I assume. What did you think of Adam Cole versus also, the did, Jungle Man? Also, didn't it wasn't Fozzy a number one metal song for a long time? I have that. That sounds like it definitely be true. I mean, Judas yeah. is. Listen, if Okada would have written Adam Cole's <laughs> entrance music, I wouldn't even bring it up on the show. I'd say, oh, number one only metal. It's just yeah. not the number one song on iTunes. That that, that would make perfect sense to me. I th- but I would, when I hear yeah. boom, I don't go, oh, you know, move over Metallica. I, I don't say that. Now I'll say this. Uh I'm I'm not saying Okada like has a writer's credit on Adam Cole's theme song, but I will say this. I did hear that he okay. is the guy who came up with the idea. Uh they didn't have time to like be in the studio and write the song, and they just reached out and like, Do you have anything for us? And all he gave them was like, at some point, say boom. That's all. That's like, that's all. <laughs> Just at some point in my song. Yeah. He's like, at some point for Adam Cole, it's, uh, I would go with boom. And he's like, oh, and look at them. Look at them now. Look at them now. It's carried him through two federations. What a barn burner to open up AEW Dynamite Zoos. I've said it many times on the show. AEW Dynamite is not always going to be good as the era that it's currently in. But even when things are worse and Zoobs and I are old men, you know, gray and weathered, still doing this stream, I hope that AEW Dynamite will open with Cracker Jacks because we are treated to them week in, week out, week in, week out. And this no exception. I will outright say that this was a better match than I was expecting. Uh, being a big fan of Jungle Boy, I, I'm growing to like Adam Cole more in AEW. But his in-ring work, there aren't a ton of Adam Cole matches where I'm like, that's one of my favorite matches. Zoobs. I thought this was was fire. Did you enjoy this as much as I did? I think we're seeing uh, what I'm what I've seen from Adam Cole since he's been in AEW is uh, a very evident skill of like helping make the other guy sort of hit a, a level that maybe we didn't see them at. I, I thought he was a great match for Jungle Boy today. Uh, I thought honestly, I, I I was like, damn, they're really giving Jungle Boy like the. We know we knew they were, we we know you know from the way they've used him that they're giving him that idea of like a face they're trying to build really organically and and yes. really take their time with and and it really seems like you know they believe this guy is the limit for him and tonight I thought um, they gave him a ton of moments where it was like damn he they he really are grooming him to be like the the top rope uh, jumping over the top hurricane run out of the floor there was some, mm-hmm. there was some uh, awesome stuff they gave him, and I, I I think it just made Jungle Boy look great, which is which is the whole point of this, and which is so good about what this company is doing. Really, not to turn everything into this into giant no, no. statements, but I just sort of really appreciate that um, you know, they take the time to do this stuff, and and we sort of as you're talking about the ma- the week after week after week of reliable, reliable, really straight as plain as day, like reliably a match that ends as a match. Every week. That's really all it is we're asking to start the shows, and it makes such a difference. Um, a match that ends like a match. Yeah, perfectly said. That really is it. And not to make it about New York, because when we're here, I want to be pro-AEW. I'm, you know, in my personal life, am I anti-New York? I mean, yeah. I, I'd even say in a Syracuse, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, I think every week since Big E's title reign, they tease me with a Big E match to open Raw. Right. And I'm making dinner at five o'clock and I've got the laptop beside me and I go, oh, this is a nice, there's two weeks in a row now. I go, oh, this is a nice combo. I happen to be standing here with my laptop 
making dinner, what a perfect time to half watch a wrestling match with a guy that I'm interested in seeing his title reign. Absolutely right. Two weeks in a row, their champion wrestling in the opening match, DQ finish leading to a match later on in the show. Both weeks. And then I tune in here and it's like, you want to just watch 20 minutes of this and not to get into what follows the match, Zeus, it's something I loved so much about this first 35 minutes or so of AEW Dynamite. It's all one thing. Right. It goes from the match and then uh, uh, Brian's out and he interrupts there and we'll, we will get through it. And I just love this universe existing. The first 40 minutes being one segment that's establishing a bunch of feuds. But it's just close up a little bit more about Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. You went through some of Adam Cole's great moves there on the other side of the coin. That drop kick into the corner uh, that Jungle Boy does, that might be one of the only cool uses of the Tree of Woe I can think of. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of that position. Right. But but there it looks very painful and like very effective, but Jungle Boy can pull on it. I'm not the biggest fan of the Panama Sunrise. I, I remain in that camp that, that he you know lands first and then he does it has always just been sort of a, a, a no mas for me. Yeah, and but, I, I, we, we talked about this in person last week. Uh, the Canadian Destroyer for me has sort of been is like when, when you see like Ron Funches do the Canadian Destroyer, it's hard. It's hard for me to be like. That Let's be really... honest, Tony Deppin did yeah. the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> but exactly right. It's, it's sort of the whole. It, it it it's too bad that sort of the way it's gone. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, I, I was really impressed, and, and I think another big step for Jungle Boy in, in sort of my eyes. And um, I think you know we've identified that. The the really long term play there is is something with Christian that I think is going to use to elevate him, um, and sort of interested to see where his story goes. They've done a good job in sort of that underdog baby face that's sort of finding his way, and it's uh, it's in a good place right now. Zoops is Adam Cole the only member of the elite that gets baby face reactions in matches? Because in the middle of this match, they're going Jungle Boy, Adam Cole, Jung dueling chance between these two guys is there another member of the elite that that would happen with maybe and if no not. is that a criticism on adam cole i mean probably not i don't think so maybe maybe kenny and in, in in sort of like mm. people get caught up sometimes in like just appreciating how good the how match good is, right sure um but uh, you know i think if kenny chose to go through a whole match being like i'm going to get booed this entire match he, could, he certainly could do it uh so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess the second time you brought that up, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel. Uh, Warm Hedgehog, first time Shatter just followed. Says why? Why is Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda not here in AEW tonight? I mean, we can address that, but um, for me, it's way too, way too early. Way too early. Yeah, I'm very glad he wasn't. I think tonight was supposed to be about Brody and a Bray Wyatt debut. Swallows that. I think. Uh, I think it's important, and I, I actually thought this um, during that match. And similar, I don't want to jump all over the place here, but similar to the, the realization you were talking about with the w, with the New York brain of like, it just never matters and it always goes to another place. I think during that I was like, yeah, you know what? There is sort of a proof here that like sometimes they're just doing the right thing with the story that they're doing in, in the ring. And it's like, it's just, it's just nice. It's just nice. It's like you, it's I guess simple you could, and it's pleasing. Yeah, you, you really could overbook the the fiend thing, and 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 some people would be in on it, and some people would be out on it, and there's be a split thing. It was like, or for one night in Rochester, you can like really make it nice. And uh, I like that they chose to do that. Uh, heart note: He had says he had to slap Jungle Boy mid match to remind the crowd to hate him. Yeah, and then people say all you would have to do to turn heel is stop doing the bay bay and feeding to the crowd. And I like, yeah, that's my exact point. Yeah. He isn't, and he does those things, and it's treated as an enormous baby face. <laughs> People like to yell things, man. What can you do? I love to yell things. Yeah. 
It's like CM Punk is building a feud around this right now. It's like these guys want you to not hear cult of personality and see me fired up. Right. Like he's talking about, oh, they're cutting that stuff off, these heels. Mm. So I'd like to remind people that if they are watching, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. We're trying to grow here over at Wrestling Brand. So if you are enjoying this, text a friend, tweet it out, do something. Let the people know at wrestling underscore brain on Twitter. Is where it's at for great wrestling dialogue. And if you want to take it even a step further, you can join my Discord. Exclamation Patreon in the chat. $5 in the hat. Zoobs, I bring it up here because you're going to be on it next week. Yeah, I'm excited. We can do a little mailbag action? Yeah, we're going to do a Wrestling Brain mailbag episode. These Zoobs and I, patreon.com slash J0SHC. And Anfield Road is right. More and more people are saying Wrestling Brain. Yeah, listen, I don't want to... I don't wanna... People who people who are who are like sports media fans, right? Uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to name my sources here, but legitimately, I, you know, um, I'll say this: somebody who was in the news recently text DM me on Instagram secretly the word wrestling brain. I you know I gave the old hey congratulations on your your gig. You're really been busy lately, and the guy said uh, yeah, but everywhere I go, I'm hearing wrestling brain. He's a really, how about, how about he's a real Steve Slankowski from yeah. Pop tweeting out Wrestling Brain the other day? You know, now, hang on, there's a couple questions about this guy in the news. Were his, were his initials DJT? No, thank God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else is in the news. I don't know. <laughs> uh... Anyway, what's uh, what the elite is out right, post match? Right. The whole gang, the elite, the the elite, they go promo to promo, man for man. Oh, the elite, we're nothing without Kenny, we're nothing without the Bucks. Hell, we're even nothing. And they blow off Cutler and Nakazawa, which is pretty funny. Uh, CM Punk is making fun of these guys the entire time as they were out there. I, I, I think it's an outright credit to the young Bucks, they feel completely unharmed by losing those belts, right? Positionally identical, right. Yeah, they're, they're the same guys. They're the same guys they're always going to be, and and uh, can sort of float in and out as they please. Uh, and that gets to be that gets to be the character. It's it's great. I think they're in a, I think they're in a great spot. Pretty Teflon. Pretty Teflon is exactly right. I like this promo. This is the Kenny Omega promo that I do like. He's an actual asshole. He's not going. He's he's instead like being an asshole. Yeah, I uh, like it a great deal. <laughs> Something I love about Kenny, and Zoobs, you know this to be sort of a pet peeve of mine, and I really like that Kenny did this. He's like, my phone was blowing up. Match of the year. Best TV match. AEW's best match. I don't care at all. I'm not looking to have a good match. Like, why are you Why are you texting me good, good And I love, I hate when it gets brought into feuds that it's like, we're going to go out there, and we're going <laughs> to have the best match of the night. It's like, huh? Yeah. I'm at, imagine if Real Madrid was like, Oh, just you watch. It's going to be the most entertaining match you've ever seen in your life. It's like, how? And when? When? Like, what? <laughs> so I really like that. But then in, in this continuance of motion that I was talking about, you know, the the elites out and now Brian Danielson is out interrupting the elite. And uh, I thought I thought this sucked out. I, I thought Brian Danielson was, was bad here. Doo-doo. Bad script. Okay was, delivery. He was doo-doo. Doo-doo, I think, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Do, I, I mean, listen, man. Do. Um, he has the f- crowd behind him, right? But, like, I don't know. I'm, it, it, you know, not the greatest to, to feel like. He basically just keeps asking the crowd if they want to see it. The crowd is going nuts. Love it. 
But uh, well, no balls, no balls. Not the best effort I've seen in a, in a promo in, in some time. <laughs> well, and then this crowd just like ate it up because they're, sure. so, Listen, they're they, so happy they, to see Brian Danielson. It's like, what's the yes man want me to say? Yeah. But it's like, Kenny no balls Omega. It like doesn't even make sense. Like even besides how like schoolyard and stupid like, and reductive the yeah. insult is, like Kenny Omega did the exploding barbed wire death match. He did the lights out on sanction like, match. Just took you to the limit. Like, you can't be like, he's not. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, if balls are supposed to be, like, what? Like, guts or cowardice? Like, yeah. this sort of thing? Like, and his exact how point, could that be your criticism of him? Like, it doesn't It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Agreed. And, and Ken, again, Kenny's whole point was, like, it, the, it, it's a ranking system here. Like, you can't literally can't just come out and say, I don't know. Do you want to see? You know what I mean? Kenny took the match when he didn't have to. Exactly right. The Matty Mac, goof, you know, who has a sword beside his name, but really should have an axe beside his name. Our moderator here, our own Matty Mac, the axe of the sword, shield, and axe, saying, "New York brainworms alive and well," <laughs> uh, referring to Brian Danielson, and that—I that, mean, that's exactly how it came across. Absolutely, exactly. You could hear Vince in his ear being like, "And then you're gonna say he's got no balls." <laughs> it's like, I guess, man. <laughs> Look yeah. what Brian's chest looked like after the match. Exactly right. Eric's saying it, and I'm hearing him. Yeah. Uh, Kazarian and Lucha Express are out to help Brian Danielson against the Elite. We got a whole slew of guys out there. This will lead to a big tag match at some point, I'm sure. Uh, the Elite Hunter and Jurassic Express. Uh, I thought that this was a great match, followed by a really good... You know, I you know I hate the forced NWO WCW comparisons, but this promo did feel evocative of the NWO. The mic passing around, they're introducing each other. Oh, this is so and so's nickname. Like that actually is uh, emblematic of that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, once Brian came out and then others came out for the save, I thought that was just sort of like a mishmash. Yeah, and uh, and the the plateau of it was Kenny Nobles, which is like the dumbest, dumber than. A lot of things that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Eric correcting me. Uh, thanks, Eric. They announced it. It's an eight-man tag elite versus AEW home unit next week. So there you go. There you go. So what, it'll be Luchasaurus, Jungle Man, Elite Hunter, and Brian Danielson against the elite? Yeah, sounds like it. Oh, and Christian, I guess. Right. Not great to me. Yeah. Uh, the Lucha Brothers and Andrade have... We couldn't have gotten another take of this? <laughs> there was a, we couldn't this was a pre-tape <laughs> yeah. what let's run it I'm again i was thinking one word at a time <laughs> what? i was this perplexed again. by this yeah <laughs> pentagon sort of saved it at the end i love when he just starts spouting off in spanish throwing zero those around and shoving people around andrade bringing up a good point where is Pac? because where is Pac? like that that is a, a legitimate thing but uh Trouble issues was I was I was I off bit? Yeah, art imitates life, eh? Uh, am I am I nuts or was this just like it was? I can't even say Andrade was being bad. It was just something like super off about the timing or something was like really off about this to me. It didn't do a very good job of, at conveying what was being like put on the line. I think. Sure. It, so I think Andrade has friends that are going to challenge Ray Phoenix and Pac yes. for, or sorry, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon for the AAA tag team titles. Yes. Now, 
I know Psycho Clown is announced for Game Changer Wrestling, the same card as Mox and uh, Nick Gage. So Psycho Clown makes a lot of sense to be one of Andrade's friends. You know, one of the top guys of Mexico right now. I can figure out who the other guy is. So I, and, uh, I'm wondering. I'm wondering who that's going to be. Is there a different clown? How many clowns are <laughs> like I? I, I watch Triple Mania. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of clowns, right? A whole bunch. Yeah. Well, I think those were like his faction of like helpers. Mister, listen. Everybody wants Mister Iguana to be true. This is an iguana house, Mister Iguana. Come on, wrestling brain. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pac is back in the UK with his wife. Says fruits are edible. Famous wife by Pac. We support it. We love it. But where is Pac? You know what? Sometimes it's nice to just have time with your wife, man. You know what I mean? I suppose that's true. Yeah, it seems like people are... Everyone was stepping on each other's toes, says A. Jeffrey. Yeah. Maddie Max saying, that was a pre-tape because of how bad it... It felt like it live because of how bad it was. Ray Phoenix had the best English as fast, Dave. True. Incoherent, says Hunter Ridge Farm. Okay, I'm glad this... You know, sometimes you're watching... Because you know me, it's one of my least favorite complaints. Is when people are like, wrestling's hard to understand. Because it's like, you, you need wrestling to be more dumbed down. Like, that's a you problem, player. But I did think this was just confuddled. Are and you, no excuse in a pre-tape. Are we to understand this is happening on the uh, on Dynamite? I guess so, yeah. Okay. I would guess maybe the Wednesday before or after October 9th, which I think is the GCW show. Right. It's uh, and it's two-year anniversary next year. Uh, next week, pardon me. Next year will be three-year anniversary. It's a two-week uh, – two-year. That's exciting. So some stuff that's going to be on this. I'm pretty excited about that. Two-year anniversary? That's – what is a two-year anniversary gift, traditionally? Hmm. With pen, it was paper year one. Oh, oh, there's like official things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's number two? Um, oh, look at what's the gift first? Cotton. What paper's the first one for your yeah. anniversary? Yeah, first one's paper. Second one's cotton. You just give them some paper. Well, you can you can interpret that however you like, right? Oh, okay, I would make like a paper airplane or something really romantic. There you go. That's beautiful. Or like cut a heart. Yeah, yeah. You know, that where you fold it in half and cut the... Absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. What's the second one? Did you find it? Cotton. Okay. You got it like a, a shirt. Possibly. Shirt. Yeah. Pillow. But what else? Pants, I guess. Pillow, couch, bed. Some kind of textile for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. You're not going to give them swabs. <laughs> not <probably people. laughs> Bad anniversary. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't like this this segment very much. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh the oh the oh, the anniversary gift stuff oh, come on man no that's that was gold that was <laughs> i i would be surprised there wasn't a car crash from our podcast listeners howling at that i was talking about this segment between andrade and the the lucha brothers oh there's apparently a, there's a modern gift theme that i didn't know about oh wow year one was clocks year two is china i didn't know Year three left dante martin and matt seidal are out against the nightmare family uh shoddy johnson and cody there's a cody sucks chant to open this <laughs> and uh i thought the match was pretty good i i like watching Do- dante martin does not wrestle my style like i'm not mr high flyer i'm not mr ariel but he's undeniable he's so good at he's like a leo rush where he's so good at it that i'm like okay you have my attention that guy when he was running up the chest i don't even remember who it was he just runs up the chest and it was like how are you four feet in the air dude like most people can't do that off a trampoline. You're pushing off of one foot. Yeah, he's uh, a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people be very athletic and do a lot of uh, body contorting and a lot of flips and a lot of rotations. I'd never seen anybody jump uh, as high. It's 
it's it's like supernatural. It's uh, really something. Uh, and the hang time too. He's not like a Janelle or a Foley where it's like the crown is is sucking them down. Uh, it is. He is something to see. Yeah, absolutely right. Matty Mac. You point out he's he's not short either. He's like a he's a pretty tall guy. Is that right? Well, he's not like like you know he's not a really really small guy. Like he's 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 a a, a real strongly athlete. You know what I mean? Let's use a Dan Lambert term here. You're saying he's not a small, skinny acrobat. <laughs> well, he might be skinny. He may still be skinny. Uh, they're drowned out by CM Punk chance. Uh, I hate that. I don't think that that's... I thought this match was fine. I didn't think that it uh, was deserving of uh, CM Punk chance. Lee Johnson gets the pin. He and Cody get the win. And Zoobs, I hate to break type. I hate to admit change. But Lord, for the second week in a row, I like the Cody segment. We're two for two with the codester lately for me. And you're, and I you're, thought this was great. You buying into the um, here comes the Cody, the Cody Hill turn, right? Here, here yeah. it comes. Yeah, I did. Listen, I love that. Yeah. I genuinely do think that Voices of Wrestling account is very good, very often. But I see they tonight are like, if you guys, you know, if you've been getting worked lately, <laughs> you you got a problem. It's like bad stuff is not good. It's not getting worked <laughs> if you're like this sucks. That isn't getting worked. Uh, but I thought this was awesome. I thought the Arn promo that interrupted it, he's uh, hes so fun in that role. Uh, if somebody's going to steal your car, you're going to say, oh, don't hurt me. I'm going to put the Glock to their head and spray their planes everywhere. <laughs> he was in full enforcer mode tonight. And I think uh, Kenny feels, or sorry, Kenny, Cody feels unpredictable in terms of exactly where he's going to go now in a good way. He wants Malachi Black, but Arn thinks it's, Listen, Malachi Black has destroyed the Nightmare family. We need to rebuild. You're not listening. Let's go. They are splitting. I think this is interesting, and uh, I'm curious to see where they go. Arn still got it, huh? Like, listen, it's it's not – we've learned this many a couple times in this promotion that you can't always rely that you you give the old sod the mic, and he still has the gas, right? Every, every now and then, one of them hits a home run. Arn looked awesome tonight. <laughs> I love Arn Anderson. Not gonna, not gonna have me say a, a negative word about this. You gotta love Arn, and it's nice to see that like, not everyone is always good in the same ways that they were always good. You know, like Mick Foley doesn't have a style that he can age into. Like, he can't go for a legends pop and go off the cage one more time. You know, right. like, there's no, there's certainly <laughs> the, Austin can't do it. You, if Arn, if they're like, we need Arn Anderson to be Arn Anderson on TV tonight. He can still do it, or even at his age, he still feels threatening. He still feels like the enforcer. And when he's just talking about like how he wasn't hesitating to pull the trigger, I believe the man. <laughs> and I think that that's uh, a real a nice thing to have. I don't want to see an Arn Anderson promo every week. I don't, you know, I don't think it's necessary. But to have in the pocket something like that, I thought he was great tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love uh, it. Arn, so love yeah, curious to see where Cody goes. Do you do you think Cody's next big match? You know, he might wrestle somebody on TV, but I mean, like, a big match. Is uh, is Malachi Black, are we going back to that well, or was the lesson we took from tonight? No. Interesting. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I feel like they haven't quite closed the book on, uh, you know, him with QT. I think that's probably – I would go back to <laughs> 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 you're saying you're saying the factory of Cody have what I like to call finished business. One what if time. he joined the fact? There's my Cody joins oh. the factory. Yeah. How, how do you hang up on this thing? This is <laughs> welcome to Wrestling Brain with just me, Mr. 50K, Judge Custodio. Eric wonders if he, if, if he would do a big shoddy program. I could see that. Suits, it's time for the first keep it or kick it of the evening. Finally. 
Zoobs, I know you don't know the rules to the game. Keep it or kick it. So I'll explain it to you, even though the Brainiacs in the chats, they have this down pat by now. If you were a subscriber to Wrestling Brain, which I insist that you do if you want to play uh, Keep It or Kick It, you have in your emote spar a boot that says kick, a boot that says keep. Maybe Maddie Mac, our own Maddie Mac, could throw them into the chat so that the people see. And I'm going to give you a wrestling prompt. And you're going to tell me if you keep that prompt which means you like that prompt, you love that prompt, you want some more of that prompt, or you get that prompt, which would you hate it, despise it, never want to see it again, Zoobs, do you understand the rules to keep it or kick it? I got you. Zoobs, tonight's first of three, keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Cody Rhodes will be a, this statement, I should say, this statement. Yeah. Cody Rhodes will be a full-blown heel in one month's time from now. In one month, on October 29th, Friday, Rampage. He'll be wrestling baby faces. Will he be Will he be a heel? Boy, oh boy. Twisted. Twisted. Cody, heel. Sounds twisted. I mean, we do hate to see somebody get jockerfied. Remember when Pento <laughs> was going through it a couple months ago. <laughs> Look where it took him. He, ran, he Looks, what, 70% kick? 30% yeah, I would, say, I would say 70% kick. Not full-blown, says Hartnote. It'll take more than a month. See, I would think we're are we not on the road? I mean, is this not fast lane? What what does not full blown mean? He's wrestling heels or he's wrestling baby Tweensky. faces. Right now he's wrestling heels. Will he be wrestling baby faces? Can't be healed with a new TV show. Mmm. Juice Juice knows the business of entertainment. I'll tell you that much about the juice. I mean, wasn't Miz on the reality <laughs> show like that for still with the Bellas? Yeah, he uh, he does it by beating down Iron is Jay Iggs. I would say that's got to be it, right? He just big. Maybe maybe his next big thing is against his brother again. Wouldn't we all love that? I thought I just Goldust don't... was retiring after after that, didn't you? Well, at least twice. I thought Cody was retiring, and good for good for Iron. He's just like, hey man, what the fuck is what like? like You're taking <laughs> your boots off. <laughs> like, what's going on here, idiot? Like, what are you doing, Iron? Iron. Maybe end of the show, a good chance that Aaron is my stand-up performer. I'll, I'll leak that right now. It's 100% true. Uh, good friend Jake pointing out that he wrestled baby faces tonight. Yes, but not in like a feud. I'm talking about like he's going to be in a feud <laughs> with the baby face. He has no no anything with Dante Martin or Matt Seidel. That was just a match for TV. Oh, I'm man. talking about he's, he's in a match against... I'm misunderstood in my time. <laughs> is, I, I gotta say, I have to make sure Nick is in the chat. Yeah, he is. Sick Nick? Sick Nick. The emotes. The uh, I have not seen them yet. And I, everyone I see for the first time, uh, I am in tears. But pre-show, when we saw the 2.01 and the new Genetti, the Sword and Shield, the 7, uh, <laughs> great. Amazing. Truly amazing. Sick Nick is one of the, the biggest gifts on earth. Yeah. I love that guy. And those emotes rule. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> the 2.0. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Should I do the face? Yeah. <laughs> you want a face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get a thank you, Nick, in the chat. I have to agree. Thank you, Nick, in the thank chat. You, Percent 1,000. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Such a huge part of the show. Uh, again, podcast listeners, we appreciate you. People who are here live and get to... <laughs> spam the emote <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants a taste i gotta make the emoji wall bigger so that those show up bigger on the screen uh anyway where do we where do we move where do we move to next will i fix that 
Eddie Kingston t-shirt watch continues. Sometimes it's a Terry Funk shirt, but tonight he did my favorite move of all. I love when guys do this. Eddie Kingston came to the ring tonight in an AEW shirt. <laughs> Just the company he works for. Hey, somebody get me a shirt. We got, we got, we got shirts, right? Who's got? I don't want to just wear my singlet. Who's got a, he's just, just wearing an AEW shirt. I love it. Rhino used to do that all the time in NXT. Just here's a Rhino with no merch, just wearing an NXT shirt with the sleeves <laughs> cut off all the time. The best. Um, yeah. What did you think of this one? Cause I, I will say it, it was, it was a little house showy for me. It's a little, it's a little house showy for me. Mox, I, keeps the, Mox keeps the jacket on Eddie in a t-shirt, uh, legend pop move. Um, other team really didn't think you were ever they were going to win. It's fine, and and I love seeing all these guys, and I love all these characters, and I loved a lot of spots in the match. But in terms of like my general vibe towards it, I was like, it's a fun house show match, right? I actually didn't really like this one all that much, to be honest. Uh, I thought again, it had a little of that AEW loosey goosey rules thing going on. It doesn't kill every match, and it was nothing compared to the ten man coming up. But uh, I don't know. I really liked the the Eddie Bear Bronson sequence where he does the release German and now he does the taunt before the spinning back fist throws the fist in the air goes for that. I like those Eddie spots a lot and I know that they make him happy to do. I just wasn't super able to get into this one for any super I don't know. I preferred the last match like Cody and Lee Johnson to like Mox and Eddie and Darby. Like that's so crazy to say, but I did. Such an honest guy. That's what people respect about you and why the channel is 16 in the way it is. Eric, bear country more like bin country. <laughs> oh, wow. Got to. Wow. Got your ass. Got him. I got to say, as 2.0 ascends at a rapid pace, every like tag teams are now, it's like, man, you get on get on your horse here or get left behind. You, you, saw, <laughs> you saw FTR later on. They're like, whoa, tag team division. We got to get back here. Is it Bear Country or Bear County? Asks a nice boy online. <laughs> CM Punk legitimately not knowing this on commentary, but then the same goes up by saying, oh, much small, much smaller land space. Okay. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, wanted to like this more. Of course, the Wild Thing entrance still rules. Thing coming in afterwards, the crowd was hot for, but uh, nada. I did love this next part, though, Zoobs. A Ruby Soho Britt Baker video promo. God, Britt Baker and MJF love going straight to the heart of things, don't they? They just love making it uh, uh, personal. Attacking Ruby Soho, she goes, you think 20,000 people were there supporting you? They know that song. They like that song, <laughs> not you. That That's me. That's I'm the, You know that gif where the guys are up against the car? They're like, oh, heavens above. That's me hearing that. That's that's a pretty good line to me. I don't know if it's true. I don't, I don't think it's true. Uh, but it's, it's a, a sort of cut to the core of things to attack somebody for. I, I really like these two's dynamics still. Yeah, especially – it's especially great sort of, you know, one of those things that has great depth because you know it means a lot to Ruby Soho to get to use that song. So, like, to, to, then, outright, to then, like, outright accuse her of just being, like, you're literally just co you're just riding the waves of a, of a song people like. <laughs> they know that song. <laughs> really? They like that song, not you. Yeah. Uh, but also Ruby's uh, admission and sort of recognition of where she is in the company. It's like, okay, I, I can't jump the line again. I've taken a loss. I'm going to have to get through X, Y, Z. I just thought a th these two have a great dynamic. Again, an obvious dynamic, which I think just adds another layer to any feud in pro wrestling. Don't want to reiterate that point. But I, I, they have it in spades, you know. And I uh, these two will be revisiting one another for a while. And I don't think I'll tire of it for quite some time. 
Yeah, it it they re- it really feels like the uh, fulcrum of the of the division right now, in in a good way. I think that's sort of the, your your very easily identifiable top in each category. Eric Hartman saying, "Destination unknown, Ruby, 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 Ruby promo." <laughs> you got a great voice. Yes, you do, brother. <laughs> Matt Hardy. And now, listen. I know people think that I overpraise Matt Hardy on either on my old podcast on the Twitch channel. I'm a Matt Hardy guy, died in the wool. I just am. I I can't get around that. But here's a great example of why. He's got, what, five seconds before Brody Lee's faction comes out in his hometown, the big moment of the show. Matt Hardy has 10 seconds to get as hated and make this Dark Order entrance as big feeling as possible, and he just nails it, talking about how, if not for COVID, his in-ring debut was actually supposed to be here in Rochester. But... It's good that it wasn't because there's no way they deserve it and all this sort of thing. General Matt Hardy greatness. And out comes the Dark Order to a, a wonderful reception. Brody Chance, left and right, set up by a, a great evil fiend. Here come the good guys. Uh, and making it feel as important as you can with all those tag teams behind them. Yeah, I mean, once again, Matt, Matt Hardy does a great job with, with what he's given. And we're obviously a very pro-Matt Hardy channel as, you know, he is a brand. Oh, damn! Remember that? Yeah, a, brainy, that. a brainiac on TV succeeding. You love to see it. Um, That's, that is true. Orange Cassidy, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, 10, John Hungry, minus one, Reynolds, and Colt Cabana, representing Dark Order here, take on Matt Hardy, Private Party, Butcher and the Blade, and Hybrid 2.0. Uh, about two minutes into this match, CM Punk says, at this point, Audrey should just join us on commentary. <laughs> and... Uh, this match is wonderful. I had a great time watching this. This is throw your mind out the window. Who cares about the rules? We're here to tell a story that the Dark Order is torn apart right now, but thanks to certain forces in, in the form of Negative One and Brody Lee's widow, Amanda Huber, we're able to come together for one night and take on these jerks. Uh, I had a blast watching it, even if it was impossible to keep track of. Yeah, I think... Uh... As I said before, I, 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 at the risk of repeating myself, I just really like that um, a certain amount of the way in this, through this, and, and I, I may read around, around the minus one and Amanda Huber part, which is sort of like, you just sort of get that reassurance, like, oh, they're just going to do a, like a good thing. And it's, like, it's just going to be a good, they're going to do a good thing here. Like that's, and then it happens, and you're like, this feels nice. I, I, was, uh, I was pleased, and I thought um, a, a very tasteful way to do it, right? As, as we, we talked in the... Uh, in the empty arena era, there was a part where we were like, man, minus one's on the show a lot. I mean, he, he was on television a whole lot. Yeah, and you know what? Now, uh, it, it it's really nice that they actually had some depth to that story as well going into that now, that that sort of, that moment meant a little more than it, than it might have if it was just like they were randomly pushing and shoving for no real reason in the middle of a match. So um, kudos to that as, as something that ended up being... Uh, you know, in spite of some of the stuff that got us there, uh, a nice moment of payoff. And nice booking too, right? Like the, the Dark Order story isn't over at all, but this is the right thing to do on the right night. It isn't the story they're telling right now. I shouldn't say that. Let me give the full picture. The story they're telling right now on whole is Dark Order is not okay. But the story for tonight is 
they can still recognize for Brody where their roots are. And I like that a lot. And I like that this is a company that's willing to deviate to these sort of things in the name of doing what's right. And they did what's right. A uh, good friend, Jake, saying he cried at the end of this match. He was not the only person I saw saying that. I got me right in the chest a couple times too. I wasn't crying, but uh, that John Hungary comeback when he's on the outside and uh, the the black hole slam, I forget what Harper's was called, forgive me, but you know, like the, the spinning face plant, uh, just lots of good stuff. Spinning discus lariat from Reynolds, everybody getting in their moves, just a lot of fun and just the right choices being made by a company that often makes the right choice. Yeah, absolutely right. But yeah, not not any sort of obsession with rules here. Zoobs, you're one of the smartest guys ever about the business. Everybody knows that. Whenever you speak, people are tapping the brain. Josh, tap the brain. They, they never say that, but they say, oh, for Zoobs, tap, tap the brain for Zoobs. So I want you, <laughs> while I go off screen for a couple seconds here, yeah, to explain to people, first of all, Leo Rush, uh, I know you and I thought that he was staying retired forever, so... We were shocked to see him pop up. So, somebody, I think that I think that broke in the middle of one of our shows, and I was like, "Hey, see, Leo Rush retired," and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." <laughs> like you gave it about three seconds of. <laughs> he's gonna retire again, and yeah. then he's gonna, you know, not. Uh, but could you maybe do your best to explain what his new gimmick is and what he's being presented as on AEW television while I pop off screen here? Um, or, or if you're just excited to see him too. Well, first and foremost, some of these uh, visuals in his video, the stock footage, listen, you know us, publicdomainfootage.com is one of our sponsors. So we know, we know it when we see it. We know a fellow, like some of those visuals in there, I think I used in our, uh, was it Money in the Bank? What, what, what event did we do a post show for that? You're exactly right. It was Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, no, because that was the one where it was, I was doing it and you were producing. Yeah, I think it might be it. Anyway. Um, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, he's sorry. A, he is a crypt, he's like a McKinsey-esque, like, uh, freelancer who is coming in to make financial wins and make the company money. I think that's about right. Via techniques. Did you like the gimmick? It, uh, I gotta tell you, man, um, if I was able to do this, I would, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you wrestling for? You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> what kind of, it's, it's a wrestling company, not a, you know what I mean? Maybe it's chasing glory. Yeah. How Maybe it's just they, like you and I, Zoops, daring to be great. I just, you know, the, 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 you know, business professionals in this company, a lot of them then should be cutting promos and just sort of being like, you know, I'm the head of marketing and I'm here to raise brand awareness. You know what I mean? But, but I didn't, I, <laughs> No, I think that's exactly right. That's what that's the sort of thing. I, I, I wrote my notes. This is hard to explain. That's yeah. what I have. He's offering leveraged buyouts. He keeps his friends who are on the streets who owe people money out that he pays off their debts. And he does this by giving leveraged loans to other people. Way too much. Okay. H horrible introduction to me. But I got to put my cards on the table. And I saw Ashton Kutcher in the chat. I saw Scoots Brodo in the chat. I saw Fruits Redible in the chat. There's a couple of my long-term, my, my day oneers there with me. The ones, the hunks I hold in my damn heart. And they know that I just have a, a Leo Rush soft spot. He wrestled the canceled Marty Skrull on this nothing Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And for some reason, the mix of the liquor and the marijuana, when I had gotten home from the bar, I was like, all right, there's an ROH pay-per-view tonight. I'll throw it on. 
I was just rocked by this match. And then he had the the quadrilogy with Joey Janela that I love. And there's I did a whole episode of Wrestling Brain on that uh, four matches. If you want to go check that out behind the Patreon wall. So I'm a Leo Rush guy. I am thrilled to see him here in AEW as a full-timer. But I hope he does his Blackheart character. He only got to do it a couple times in GCW. And I think there's so much legs there. I think, I, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. I could barely follow this promo at all. Again, I'm I'm as big an advocate for him getting as big of a push still as you want to give him. Because I think he's special. But I, I couldn't make heads or tails of this. Yeah, some, some funny points in the chat is that it's very similar to Matt Hardy's gimmick. Truthfully, <laughs> like really, Another, is. sure, yeah, big uh, business, bag business, um, a polished up Kona Reeves, uh, Cameron Grimes. It's, um, you know, I'm not the smart guy when it comes to this sort of stuff, so maybe he is diversifying his bonds and uh, negotiating buyouts, which you know, I don't even know what that means. I can't even riff on it because I don't, I'm not smart enough to even know this, like the subject matter I'm supposed to reference. You know, it's very difficult, very difficult. Exactly right. But regardless of this, what came across to me is like a full-on anchor sort of gimmick. Now, again, AEW is so good at course correction and reading how things play, and but but I, I just didn't get this. Yeah. He's the just monorail. a grifter He's, and a weird dude. Yeah, the monorail guy from Simpsons. Pretty much. That's probably true. I guess. Zoobs, I know they had you in this next segment. Uh, Leo Rush is followed by an FTR promo, no Tully, no cash. Dax Wheeler's on the horn talking about a refocused FTR, uh, uh, a more competitive FTR, mentioning that the pinnacle still exists, and that's great news for the pinnacle that they're refocused. Were you into Dax's hardwood, so to speak? Yeah, you're you looking for them to continue to be present in the tag team division, right? That's that's sort of exactly what you're hoping to do. Top guys, uh, this is exactly – it's the bread and butter. It's the standing in front of a truck uh, or in a garage, straight down the horn, as you said, right down the pipe. Straightforward promo, um, gets in and out very quickly. I think very effective and and fits anywhere in any time of wrestling. I don't think because listen, we have a we both are such a big fan of this guy that you know sometimes <laughs> we just are who we are. But I really did think that if you were just flipping around channels, you would understand Dax Harwood and his team and what he's talking about. We got Tully Blanchard. Listen, me and Cash, we're two tag team specialists. We paired up. With the only guy who knows more about tag team wrestling than us. Like, I, I, I just think that it's so... I wish more people could cut promos like this. Because it doesn't feel like he's... He's not a CM Punk or a Mick Foley where he was born with this ultimate gift of the gab. But there's something there that feels like most people could get to that level. And he's so good at it. Loved this from him. Um, somebody pointing out in the, st- in the chat the state of uh, Tully Blanchard's outfit. Uh, <laughs> All-time low. <laughs> He has, the sparkly, yeah, probably... he has the sparkly jacket, but um, like a $15 button. We, we, all, we all own this shirt, and he's an old, he's an old man. It's probably very comfortable. Uh, but the button-down plaid shirt from, like, <laughs> Buffalo, the, the Walmart brand. On the flip shirt. side, Dax looks magnificent. Of course, yeah. Love the, love the jean jacket transition from him. He used to be a bomber guy. He's sort of really been going through a uh, nice collection of jackets in his, in his career path. Was, obviously, there was satin for a little bit. It seems like uh, it seems like tight jean is the is the new thing for him, which I'm into as somebody who you saw wearing a jean Just jacket. Levi's jacket. Yeah. Do you think that uh, you maybe for our Halloween episode could be Dax Harwood? <laughs> yeah. Shave him to a stash. Yeah. 
I just threw. Well, I had to shave into his dad for like a, a, I don't know, half a week before. By the looks of things. Wow, yeah, that is quite the mustache and then the five o'clock around it. You're not kidding. Dax Harwood, more testosterone in his veins than you or I, I suppose. But speaking of testosterone, here he comes. And before we break down the segment, we're going to do what we do every time this man is on AEW Dynamite. It's time for Keep It or Kick It, Dan Lambert edition. <laughs> and you know the rules to this one, Zoobs. It's very simple. The same prompt every time he's on the show. Go over to that emote bar. Keep it or kick it. <laughs> Further Dan Lambert involvement in all elite wrestling. Keep it or kick it. <laughs> the guy was magic tonight. Uh, I, I, it, it, making the emoji wall bigger, such a good idea. The, the emojis are much clearer on the screen. Tons of keeps. Sam Fells, your only kick tonight, I think. So close to us. Oh, we almost got the 100%. Because <laughs> when we started Zoobs, we were two of the only guys that liked Dan Lambert. Now, <laughs> now the tides have changed. Tonight was a big time keep. I thought the man was magic tonight. This guy, like I said before, small, skinny little acrobats running around <laughs> here. Uh, I saw, you know, I love uh, Ivan, who calls into the show sometimes. Uh, but but I, I did not like his take tonight on Twitter where he said, Dan Lambert needs to, like, pause for booze. He never stops talking. No, that's that's right. Yeah, this guy <laughs> never pauses. His brain is a machine gun against millennials. Uh, I mean, this guy is, has me into Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I don't know that I could pay a bigger call. But although, how the hell do you have those two follow him? He should close the promo segment. Uh, with those abilities. But I do love that every time you just cut to Dan Lambert, he's like already talking. No intros, no anything. And then so I, do love, I do love it. it was, it's immediately already mid-sentence when the, by the time they get to him. Oh, he's <laughs> going. <laughs> Never stop talking, says uh, Anfield Road. I agree. Fruits Rebel saying, uh, Ethan Page won me over with the tightest tits in the business line. I thought Ethan Page's promo was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, this was the best page since he threw uh, Darby down the stairs. This was the best. This was the best I've seen out of Page for me personally. And, and listen, it's it's a it's a table setter when when Lambert sets you up and and sort of hands you off in that way. I thought still not still not there with Scorpio Sky. Still don't still don't know what's yeah. His was the weakest of the three yeah. by far. Regardless. Strong keep from me on further Dan Lambert involvement in AEW. <laughs> I love this guy. You know, he's making me hate those millennial suits. We have, as as uh, Matt Reynas points out in the chat, uh, we've almost cured millennial mindset with our keeper and kick it. It's absolutely right. And we'll get uh, Matt Reynas on here in uh, what, Zoom? It's probably 20 minutes or so, 15, 20, yeah. and uh, talking about his firsthand experience at Arthur Ashe Stadium last week. Excited to dive into that with uh, one of my favorite guys to chat about the business with, the great Mount Reynas. So look forward to that coming up here. Uh, Tay Conti, Tay J, if you like, they're out there taking on the bunny at Penelope Ford. Not my favorite match in television <laughs> history. To put it in like a Zoob's way. Yeah. There were four people, four of my, if you made a list of all my favorites, in ring, those four would be lower on my favorites list than some others. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I appreciate the matching gear. I was going to say, Fast Dave pointed that out. I appreciate that there's an effort to become real tag teams here. But um, 
I don't know. Are, are, we, est- are we establishing a tag team division in the, in the, in the women's division, do you think, Josh? Is that, is that where we're headed with some of this? No, I think we're just trying to get people on TV, which I appreciate. But where are your Sheetas? Where are your Rios? Where are your Nyla Roses? Although she's got one coming up on Rampage, but I, I don't know. Is anyone here? Like, Tay Conte, Tay Conte is, I think, the most talented of those four. You really thought those four all look great, Matt? Never mind. We're canceling Matt Reynos' opinion. That was a very soft offense. It was it was an extraordinarily cooperative match for the for the. We do get Sheena Sheena versus Deeb next week. If I'm too understand. Uh, we have that written down. Yeah, I can't wait for that and sent out from the account. Yeah, what can we? I know. I think Serena Deeb doesn't want to be on TV every week, but good lord, would she ever be welcome? Layla Hirsch, where's Layla Hirsch? You know, right? Yeah, Sheena Deeb. I, I'm looking forward to that next week. I think that's going to be. A nice, a nice, nice to have a sort of a, a nice big feeling match that doesn't have the title in it, doesn't have Brit in it, doesn't have Ruby in it. I think that's a good, important thing to have right now to to, to establish as like, you know, a thing that we're looking forward to already a week out. Absolutely. Fast Dave brings up that Anna J needs to be on the card as a member of Dark Order. I get that. It, it, I know you can't treat everything in a vacuum, but the, surely there must have been like, did this do anything for her or for her relationship with Brody Lee? Like I, I felt like the crowd was dead for this, and I fully understand why. Hmm. Uh, this probably spotlighted over other women's matches simply for Brody Knight. Yeah, I got that. No doubt. MJF is out, Zoobs. He's got Wardlow with him. This guy, this guy loves to push, loves to step over the line. This guy loves to talk about the dead. You know yeah. that old saying? Don't speak of the dead. You ever not, heard that one? Not this guy, pal. He hasn't heard it. Or he has heard it uh, and doesn't care. Well, I think he might yeah. I think he might be ignoring it even. I yeah. bet he has heard it. Outright he's outright. Yeah, ignoring it. I think you're right. Uh he talks about the four pillars of AEW. Love this. Love that MJF. Now granted, he's doing the classic heel thing. Look at how great these guys are, the guys I beat. But those are sort of the four to me. Do, do I think Sammy Guevara personally is of the caliber of the other three here? I do not. But he lists off himself, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. And uh, I really like this. The four pillars, the young guys who will continue to draw despite the newcomers coming in. I just want to get your ranking of his four pillars if I can, Zoobs. Is that too much to ask you on the spot? Yours in the chats, one to four ranking? You're, I don't know if your favorite. Would you rather do highest ceiling or favorite? Um, boy, good question. Um, ooh, uh, high ceiling, I guess. No, let's you know, do fa- who- let's do current. Let's do like favorite right now. Favorites, okay. Yeah. Let's do favorites. One to four. Would love to see the chats as well. How would you rank the four pillars of AW as MJF coined them, Zoops? I think right now, um, boy. So, oh, do you want me to walk you through it, like with questions? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I know mine. You, you know, my, you know yours. Yes, I know mine. So, I go MJF in the top spot. Yes, I would as well. Darby Allen, numero dos. Yes. Jungle Man. Yes, Sammy. Yeah. And then Sam. Yeah. Okay. Look at this sword and shield. Sword and shield. The bread. These are two guys. You can put kilometers between them, but you can't cut the link. That's the the damn truth. And I, I, you know, you have a thought to putting. Um, to putting, I had you know, I entertained thoughts of putting Darby above MJF, but I think so did I. MJF sort of, he's really carried everything he's been in, like really carried it. And not that not that Darby hasn't carried a bunch of stuff, but like he's really, 
on the mic and and it, he really builds things to a level that I think uh, a lot of other guys haven't quite been able to do yet. Especially the bottom two, Sammy and Sammy and Jungle Boy. I don't think it's I don't think it's particularly close. Well, I don't know if this was true for you, but once I sort of was battling between those two for the favorite spot, that second question of higher ceiling sort of started to play a little bit. Sure. And I think MJF the actually might gap him a little bit there. Like I think MJF could be, uh, you know, as big as as big as you can get. And I don't know that I see that for Darby Allen. I'm not saying Darby Allen. It, like Dar- when I say Darby Allen's ceiling is Jeff Hardy, that's the furthest thing from an insult. Jeff Hardy, the most ununderstandably over person for the longest time in wrestling. I've never seen Jeff Hardy boot. I've never seen him get anything less than a big reaction. He's been wrestling my entire life. It's, it's, it's madness. Power to Jeff Hardy. What did the chat say for that ranking zooms? We've got to be the most hardy positive show out there. Listen, if you were growing up around our age, it's true. You, the Hardy boys were, were your favorite wrestlers. They were legacy- definitely your favorite wrestlers at some point. And their legacy endured, right? They, they, can, they continued on. There's no question. It's true. I remember having a, a, a photo of Jeff Hardy completely upside down as a background on a computer like when I was like, geez, really? <laughs> like the, one of the first times I ever switched a background to anything, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, that's and i think that that you were not alone in that right yeah and the guy dresses i mean caught up you're still dressing like that and no one's like stop dressing like that jeff it's like jeff (laughs) you know (laughs) the best looks like the chat was mostly mjf in the top spot a couple darbies which feels about right people who have jungle boy uh up there america is so bad that's a funny name pace file has uh jb and at the top the Jungle Man. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, good friend Jake saying Darby isn't as good on the mic as MJF and not as good as Jungle Boy in ring. Hmm. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, good in ring's kind of tricky because like Darby does such a specific thing that I want on a card. Right. But but yeah, it was like who's doing the the silhouettes for the game? You'd have to favor the Jungle Man for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Hardy was one of my favorite wrestlers when he was losing four-minute nothing matches on Raw in 2003, says A. Jeffrey. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at that reaction they got at the return at Mania. Yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's as big a reaction. Hulk Hogan got a reaction of that size. Like, yeah. it's nuts. People love the Hardy boys. Uh, Steak of Buns pointing out, Darby kind of weak on the mic. Here's the thing that I think I'm noticing that I think is might be what's happening with this MJF thing is I think they are waiting for any face. They're gonna, just going to cycle through all their young faces and see if anybody can really touch him on the mic. Like come, out and, come out and just they do can't. it, right? He, he's going to keep pushing as far as he can with these guys to try to bring it out of them. I said this, 100%. I said this before about um, MJF. I think I said it during the Trials of Jericho sort of thing. Um, it, his, his character is so rooted in, like... The funny thing about him is, like, he's such, it's such a, like... The idea of what he's doing is, is sort of wholesome because, like, he obviously yeah. a huge wrestling historian with everything that he went through with Jericho. Like, it's such a like nerdy kid fantasy tour of what you would do if you were feuding with Jericho. And now, like, he's going so far to try to really bring things out of these faces, and he's so good at it. Um, week in and week out, he's couldn't so possibly agree more with everything you said there. Yeah, and I think that that's like you say, great usage of him. Like, if that's what he wants to do, what a spot to put him in. Yeah. Um, I don't think I thought Darby was as bad as the chat did. I didn't think he was horrible, but I thought the 
the way they had him deal with MJF was perfect for his character. No, keep talking. You keep talking. Keep talking. And then MJF has no choice but to walk away. That makes a lot of sense for me. Darby Allen doesn't want to go tete-a-tete on the mic. He's not looking to talk to you. It reminded me of uh, Brian Danielson cutting through Don Callis. I'm not here to talk to you. Ditto here. I Was Darby's delivery on the level of MJF? No. Was he, Did he look worse by being in proximity to something that good? Probably. But, like, I don't know. How good does Darby Allen need to be on the mic to be Darby Allen? Right. Do and- people want Darby Allen to be like, and I'm here for you, <laughs> Rochester? Like, he does no. have great presence in 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 pre-tapes and, and in videos. Uh, he's very able to do it. So, Go find a good Jeff Hardy promo. Go, go find it. You're, you're going to get to China before you dig one up. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's presuming you live here. I don't know if you dig through the earth and other spots. Maybe just fall at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the real truth. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some questions. I don't think you can handle it. <laughs> the earth is a sphere. <laughs> That's just one of the best clips ever. Zoops, I hate to linger on this one so much, but are we able to do a poll here? Yeah, absolutely. Because I can't figure this one out, and I want to ask you in the Brainiacs. I wrote this down. Oh, let me know when you're ready for it. Uh... <laughs> Matt Rain is saying, Darby needs to say good things about local sports teams more. Yeah, who could disagree? Lay it on me. Who is going to win the match between MJF and Darby Allen that this feud is going to lead to? Who takes the pin between these two? Can Darby afford another one in a row after losing to Punk? A win over MJF feels gigantic. And yet, like Darby pointed out, he's held the title and MJF has not. We'll see. We'll see what the poll says. Dude, so we get some announcements. Actually, maybe we'll talk about this after uh, Matt Reynas in between calls. We can talk about some of the matches announced for next week because there's some great stuff. Do we want to talk about Miro Sammy? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do it before Matt's on for the podcast listeners. Yes. Um, the the MJF seems to be winning in the chats and uh, in the poll as well. So we'll see MJF. Wow. That, people are more confident in MJF than I am here. Darby rarely needs to win. Don't agree with that. I don't think MJF gets hurt by a Darby win, says Amazing Shake. That feels closer to the truth to me. Yeah, MJF I would... just lost to Jericho. MJF's a guy who can sell a losing streak. I'm surprised uh, Surprised the sort of unanimity of that. I, I, I lean Darby heavily there, frankly. Listen, Zooms. That's why. That's why you're the Zooms. This guy. This guy was getting paid millions of dollars to be on to be on CNN and shit to cover in sports, and now he's here on Twitch.tv slash WrestleMania talking about the business. We are blessed. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not CNN. I don't know. I One don't know anything ones. about something like that. Media. Yeah. One of these big outfits just throwing zillions. They said we need the Zooms. What's his number? What's his price? <laughs> Sammy Guevara getting a uh, a win over Miro Zoobs. <laughs> Zoobs. Zoobs like that one. Uh, me, Sammy Guevara is your new TNT champion. I, aren't you supposed to feel happy when the babyface beats the heel? I feel horrible about this. I, I hate this decision, Zoobs. Am I a man on an island, or are you a little sad to see the Redeemer's uh, reign come to an end at the hands of the Spanish god? Yeah. Uh, I wanted... I wanted more of the Miro um I thought he was on a great run but also I think you know we, we were talking about 
Um, the, the switch to bringing his wife in could be what we get next, but also maybe he moves up the card. That, that's what I would hope for him. I think he right. sort of carried that to the level that, like, sort of Sammy is moving up by, by having a title and being given a sh- shot to, like, sort of be a face of a division here. I would like to see I would like to see Miro move up, you know what I mean, take on take on some of the some of the higher guys. I agree with that. Uh I just don't want Sammy Guevara to be the guy. Sure. That that's where my my complaint lies with this. I I don't see him as capable of matching the reigns that we've had from Darby Allen and Miro and that's not that's really not that big of a diss to Sammy Guevara because when I say not to the tier of Darby Allen's TNT title run and Miro's TNT title run, we're talking about two great mid-card title runs, right? Like, I, whichever one of those you prefer, you, you prefer, but you certainly couldn't say either one was bad. Zeus, do you think Sammy Guevara can have a, a reign that's sort of in the tier of those two? Uh, boy. It, it'll be giving an uphill battle for him for me. So I think he can do it. it. It is possible. It is possible. I don't... I know, I don't... Right now, at this moment, I, I'm not expecting it. I, I certainly think it's... Um, unlikely, but it is possible. I, I, I would certainly say unlikely. It doesn't do a lot for me, as, as good friend Jake has said, and you are saying. Um, I was really into to the Redeemer run, and I thought I thought there was a lot of a lot of juice left still in that squeeze. So, uh, there also me. doesn't seem like like the the idea that the story they're telling is Fuego del Sol through those two matches with Tornado DDT sort of like showed Sammy the way to beat him. I don't get that. Like I, in real sports, watching someone lose twice to someone isn't the blueprint to beat them. Like it's like <laughs> you you lost to that person. It's like I get it. I see. I have to use the tornado DDT. It's like what lesson did you learn? Like Fuego Fuego doesn't have his Hyundai anymore. Like what what what? I I don't know. Just not for into, me. The whole thing. Sammy. Yeah, not in the same. Agreed. And again, it, I hope Miro ascends up the card, but. Was, was it? Do we need it now? I don't know. I, I found him to be. I thought we were going to get Miro wrestling on Rampage for a while. That felt like something that was going to be a, a piece of Rampage, and I'm sad that that isn't the case. And uh, yeah, the title scene feels pretty packed right now too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It 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 does sort of bring, uh, I think, a little concern to the to what to what Miro does next and what that it, what that is next. I think it's sort of, uh, I don't love it. I don't love it for either of them. We shall see. Zub, should I send the link to our guest? Shall we get Matt Reynas in here? Let's wrap things up here quickly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to send this to you, but Matt, don't uh, don't jump in until I say so. He's going to jump in just a minute here. Uh, folks, let, me, let us know oh, did your... Did you give him the info? I didn't give him anything, though. No. Okay. Uh, let us know your performer of the night. Performer of the night. And, and uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in to the Wrestling Brain Podcast. Of course, the best way to experience the show, play with the emotes, make us laugh in real time, is by being live at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain right here. Be part of the chat. We're about to take calls for like an hour. And then we're going to talk about uh, being in Vancouver, being on Block Party. It's a ton of fun. Uh, we have excited for that. So join us live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Or subscribe. You can watch them on VOD. Uh, come by and subscribe. Um, otherwise... Thank you very much for listening to the Wrestling Brain Podcast. Rate us five stars or follow us or whatever the hell you do on your podcast. Catcher. Until then, love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know. 
about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You get to the post show, you get our interviews, you get our calls, the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Love and energy.